This is the Radio Chelmsford podcast, all about Chelmsford. Get involved, comment, like and share. Hello and welcome to episode five of the Radio Chelmsford podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get notifications of when all of our new episodes land. I am Georgie T and I'm delighted to be hosting the podcast for you today. I also present the country music show here on Radio Chelmsford from 4 till 7pm on a Sunday afternoon. On today's podcast, we will be hearing Mark Grantham talking to Nina Head from the Office of National Statistics about the 2020 census. I hope you've all filled out your forms. And it helps decide how services are going to be planned and funded in the local area. I shall also be catching up with Alice Thorogood from Sandybrook Fields, which is a brand new outdoor event venue in Rittle, just outside Chelmsford. It's about 60 acres of mature grassland, which is on the outskirts of Rittle. Mark Grantham will then be catching up with Councillor Stephen Robinson about... 38% of people who are not covered by a parish council and how they're therefore represented. In 1974, Chelmsford Urban District and Chelmsford Rural District Councils were merged together. But first, let's go to Mark talking to Nina Head. You're with Radio Chelmsford and we are joined by Nina Head, who's the Censor Engagement Manager from the Office of National Statistics. Uh, I would guess most of us, we've had the letters through the post this week. Nina, uh, thank you for being with us. Now, the census, is this not just a bit biblical? Biblical? Wow, we're going back to Christmas already. It's a bit <laughs> <laughs> well, not so much biblical, but historically, the census will have started in uh, 1801. Uh, and we've been having a census every decade since then. Um, census Day this year is going to be on the 21st of March. It's worth me saying the only time that a census didn't go ahead was in 1941, and that was due to World War II. We've all had the, the letters. Uh, I guess some of us have tried to battle through the online form and all the questions that uh, get asked. Why, I guess, is the first question I have to ask you, Nina. Why is the census so important? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really good question. Um, And ultimately, it ensures that millions of pounds are strategically used. So the information that you put into that online form or your paper copy um, helps decide how services are going to be planned and funded in the local area. Include things like planning, development and housing needs, public health and social care is really important at the moment. Doctors, surgeries, dentists, numbers of hospital beds, for instance, Um, education needs. So um, children have just gone back to school. So school places, adult education, language classes and language need is really important. And transport is really importantly for Essex so uh, commuting services and upgrading transport routes like Crosswell, the A12, local bus routes as examples. The data you're collecting goes to influence decision makers then in you know their spend and their plans for the next 10 years. Yeah I mean most importantly it gives a, a window, a snapshot of what society is on the 21st of March. So like you say um, people will have already received their letter or if not they shall they shall have received them um, in the next couple of days and that will be an invitation to participate. Now this is on the 21st of March and um, Everybody should fill in their form on that day or as soon as possible afterwards. However, you can do fill out your census as soon as you've got your letter in the post. So obviously this is really, really important. Um, and, you know, you've got to encourage millions of people to uh, complete this 
survey. I mean, what, what is the usual sort of uptake you get? It, it depends on each local authority. So um, for the whole of Southwest Essex that I manage, so Harlow, Epping Forest, Brentwood, Basildon and Chelmsford have a really good uptake. Um, and that tends to be in the late 90s, so anywhere between about 95% of, or to 98%. Is there any sort of implications if people don't or is this completely voluntary? There are two questions on the census um, questionnaire that are voluntary, um, but the rest of them are mandatory. It's something that you have to do. To, you, you need to fill in your census by the 21st, well, on the 21st of March, so as your situation in the of March, um, and you need to fill it in as quickly as possible after that, really, or as soon as, soon as possible afterwards. And that's so that ONS can uh, count the population on one day. If you don't complete then there is a reminder process. So somebody will knock on your door and ask you if you need any support um, to fill out your census. But it's compulsory. Refusal to do so ultimately could result in a £1,000 fine. Um, someone doesn't fill it in. You could be knocking on someone's door to uh, encourage them to do so. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's finding out what support they need in place uh, to start with um, and, and providing that in a safe way. So in a COVID secure way. So mm. all census officers in full PPE um, and they won't go into anybody's properties. Um, but absolutely, it's about finding what support they need and what help they need to complete the census first it's only very later down the line um, that refusals could result in prosecution so Nina tell me for the 2021 census uh, is there anything in particularly special about this one that hasn't happened in the past yeah absolutely so ONS have named this census our digital first and so that means it will be mainly online so we're looking for 75 percent of all the household returns to be completed digitally so it's really important uh, for us to get as many people as possible to complete online. It's more accurate um, and it's easier for most users. Um, so I've had a go. I filled in my census already. I format online is predictive, so it automatically takes you to the sections that you need to complete. It's worth just chucking in there as well. It's cheaper and it's green. Nina, it's been fascinating to learn more about this census. Are there funny things that people reply? I mean, do you get some <laughs> kind of weird response? I mean, how many James Bonds or Mickey Mouses have you had? I'm sure there will be quite a few. <laughs> um, I'm definitely sure there'll be quite a few. So um, in the statistics for uh, 2011 in Chelmsford, 632 people said they were Jedi Knights, for instance. <laughs> 32 people saying they were Jedi Knights out of what there's about 170,000 uh, 170, um, and out of that just about eight and a half students so again these are the stats for 2011 yeah. I think if there's one stat that we should do a shout out for it's probably the uh, 1,745 people that worked as nurses so a big thank you to all our Chelmsford nurses. Brilliant Nina it's been great chatting with you have a lovely day and um, good luck with the census day when it comes up on the 21st of March. Yeah, that's right. It's worth saying, fill out that census. And if you need any help, there's a national contact centre number 0800 141 2021. Thank you, Nina. That's Nina Head, Census Engagement Manager for the Office of National Statistics at that number. Again, if you'd like to need support and contact them is 0800 142 2021. 
that was Mark Grantham talking to Nina Head about the 2020 census. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the podcast to get notifications of all of our new episodes. Still to come today, we've got Mark talking to Councillor Stephen Robinson about parish councils. But first, here's when I caught up with Alice Thurigood from Sandybrook Fields, a brand new outdoor event venue in Rittle. So joining me today over Zoom is Alice from Sandybrook Fields. Sandybrook Fields are, of course, one of our sponsors here on Radio Chelmsford. So welcome, Alice. Hi, Georgie. Thanks very much for having me on. So, Alice, can you tell us a little bit about Sandybrook Fields for the people who haven't been to the venue yet? Because it looks a really exciting new site. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we're really excited about it. It's about 60 acres of mature grassland, which is on the outskirts of Rittle, um, and it's right up against Highlands Park. Um, we're a family-owned venue, um, and we've hosted like lots of private events for many years, um, as well as being used as a campsite for the old V Festival um, when it was in operation. And yeah, it's really accessible uh, with loads of outdoor space to play in, um, and it's a perfect venue for events particularly in the summer um, and hopefully this summer yeah so I mean obviously it's it must have been quite difficult for you over the last 12 months how have you found the last year Oh, it, it's, it's actually been really tough. Um, we were due to open uh, to the public in the summer of 2020. And uh, obviously, that couldn't happen. So we've just kind of been trying to maintain links with uh, lots of our suppliers and, you know, create a bit of a buzz uh, on social, me- um, social media and create a network. And then, you know, so we can get going as soon as we can. Um, and obviously doing things like Radio Chelmsford sponsorship has, you know, helped increase uh, awareness and tell people that we're here yeah absolutely I mean were you able to do any events at all last year a few. Um, we were able to host a couple of really small family parties when the uh, restrictions allowed, uh, you know, allowed us over the summer. Um, we were really lucky to host uh, an open day in September, which was a great success. And we, I think we uh, we did a wedding, a small wedding as well. Um, we, the thing is, we've got loads of space there, so social distancing when we're allowed to do it is isn't a problem for us. No, absolutely, and I think that's important, isn't it? It's just trying to sort of make sure people keep thinking about you and people do plan so far in advance uh, for, for ed- events and weddings and things yeah, so it's absolutely. just keeping yourselves in the, the forefront of everybody's mind, I, minds I suppose. Yeah it is you know and just you know letting people know that we're there and we can be super flexible and you know whatever event people are planning uh, and whatever restrictions we have in place you know we, we are really open-minded and yeah really flexible to uh, people's needs. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like an absolutely great place. Um, very lucky to have it just outside Chelmsford. So what are the plans for the for the site this year? Well, uh, Georgie, it's gone a bit mad, really, since uh, Boris Johnson's announcement last week. <laughs> I think people are just really excited about being able to organise events again. So we have two festivals booked uh, during July. We've got Tennessee Fields and New World Festival. Um, and we have a corporate family day coming up, which we're really excited about. Um, we've got a hen party, um, a few birthday parties planned, um, penciled in. Oh, and we've got a, a wedding um happening in August which I'm really excited about and also uh, we're planning to open a maze maze during the summer holidays as well so there's something there for the family yeah uh, open to the public sounds really exciting I mean you mentioned a corporate family day what's what's that about 
Oh, um, so this is a, a, a local company who wants to treat their employees to a fun uh, day of, you know, uh, relaxation and fun family activities. And we are really excited to have them there at our sort of beautiful fields. It's a safe environment for children, loads of space for them to run around um, and also uh, lots of space for things like inflatables and big outdoor activities. So we're really excited about welcoming you know, local business to the area as well. Yeah, sounds really exciting. So where can people find out about the venue if they, you know, are looking for somewhere for a, a wedding or an event or, you know, an outside party um, at some point? Where can they where can they follow you or find find out about Sandy Brookfields? Oh, well, we're on Facebook um, and Instagram. Uh, our handle there is at Sandy Brookfields. Um, and we also have a, uh, our own website, which will tell you loads about it and um, with lots of nice pictures and things. And that's sandybrookfields.co.uk. Or if you want to get in touch by email, uh, it's sandybrookfields at yahoo.com. But all the contacts and things are all there on the webpage. That's brilliant. Thank you so much, Alice. That's been really great. And um, yeah, looking forward to seeing you at Sandy Brookfields at some point this summer. Oh, my pleasure, Georgie. Thanks for having me on. Finally, we're going to head over and listen to Mark Grantham talking to Councillor Stephen Robinson. You're with Radio Chelmsford and according to research by Chelmsford City Council, 38% of the Chelmsford population are not covered by a parish council. They are mostly in the city centre. To talk through this is leader of Chelmsford City Council, Councillor Stephen Robinson. Good afternoon to you. Hello, Mark. Hi. Nice to have you back on the show. So then you say uh, 38% of people, mostly from the city centre, uh, are not covered by a parish council. Was that not a consideration when you was doing all this development work in the city centre itself? Well, I mean, the, the reason that uh, the parish councils exist in some places and not in others is mainly, I would say, a sort of historical accident. The sort of boundaries uh, of, of neighbourhoods and parishes and villages go back you know, many, many years. In 1974, uh, Chompsford Urban District and Chompsford Rural District Councils were merged together. And the urban bit in the middle didn't have parish councils and the rural bit around the outside um, did have parish councils. And so we've had this sort of anomaly, one might argue, since 1974. Parish and town community councils can do a lot of good work for their areas. Some are, some are small, some are large, but they all speak up um, for their area on very local issues. And I think that uh, the urban centre chance of misses out by not having sort of the neighbourhood level of voice. But it's fair to say in the last 10 years, there's been a huge amount of investment and development in housing. And there's obviously much more in currently being built. Obviously, there is a lot of development going on in the centre of Chelmsford. But what has happened over recent years, and particularly as a good example um, in Bewley, is that the new houses that have been built in Bewley were previously fields and the boundary just ran along a sort of a path or a stream. And now in Bewley, we've got um, some houses uh, which are in Brimfield Parish and some houses which are in Springfield Parish. And the boundary runs right through a couple of front gardens and, mm. and down the back of two houses around the corner. And so we need to tidy up some of the existing parish boundaries. So that's part of the review. And then also we need to look at whether there needs to be parish, community, neighbourhood council or councils for for the urban area. So at the moment, we've got places like Springfield, Broomfield, Rittle, Great Baddow, Galleywood, 
and uh, Danbury, Little Waltham, Great Waltham, and so on. There are 27 different parishes uh, in the district of Chelmsford, but not in the, the urban centre. And so this review is asking people of Chelmsford in the urban area, do they think that we should have that sort of neighbourhood level of government? And for the existing parish areas, are there any changes that people want to see? So how important is it, therefore, for those people in the urban area to have this additional level, maybe, of uh, local politics or representation? I I think it's important because it gives uh, people right at that very local level a say, uh, and able to involve more of the neighbourhood in the local decision-making um, over the very local services. Um, for example, uh, parish councils, uh, community councils, are responsible for children's play areas, community halls, allotments, playing fields, open spaces, and can uh, take on other services. For example, Southwood and Ferris Town Council jointly runs the swimming pool uh, with the city council. So there's a range of powers that parishes can have and exercise uh, and also be a strong local voice. And the current urban area of Chelmsford uh, doesn't have that really local level of neighbourhood representation. And their current representation, therefore, I'm assuming, is actually delivered by Chelmsford City Council. That's right. So Chelmsford City Council makes the decisions on uh, children's play areas, allotments, playing fields and so on. Uh, But that's the councillors from across the whole of the district of Chelmsford who make the decisions uh, for the urban area. And I I think that those decisions that affect just the centre of Chelmsford should be made by neighbourhood councillors elected by the urban centre of Chelmsford and and not by councillors that cover the whole district who have, they have their parish councils and in the centre of Chelmsford we don't. So from this consultation, what are the two questions that you're asking? The the, the question for the people who are in the unparished area is do they feel they want this level of parish neighbourhood government? And if they say yes, then we will look at uh, the proposals in some detail over the summer. So this consultation is about the principles. Do you want change or not? And if people say, yes, we'd like a change, then the working group will look at possible changes that have been proposed during the consultation. And then a further report will come to full council in July. And and then there will be a further consultation on those formal proposals in uh, September, October time, and then a report on that consultation will come back, and then a final decision will be made by full council in December. Hypothetically, then, you raised uh, Bewley as an example earlier. There potentially could be a Bewley parish in the future, sort of separating it out of the Springfield and of the Broomfield existing parishes. That's certainly something that has been suggested by some people that as an option that needs to mm. be considered. Uh, and I think that there is is, is some uh, merit in looking at that as a, as a possibility. And at the moment, as I say, the boundary wiggles between different um, existing parishes and so tidying it up in that community, which is going to continue to grow yeah. quite substantially over the next 15, 20 years, the current boundaries, therefore, may not be appropriate f- over the next few years. Thank you for um, 
clearing that up and clarifying. Um, just if people want to take part in this consultation and provide their feedback, how best they do that? If you go to uh, chelmsford.gov.uk forward slash CGR, um, there's a questionnaire to fill out there. And, and there was a paper leaflet, which has come th- hopefully come through your door if you live in Chelmsford. So you can send that back uh, as an alternative. And we will be reporting back. Um, if you give your email address on the survey, we'll be able to report back directly. Councillor Stephen Robinson, thank you so much for your time this lunchtime. Okay, no problem, Mark. Thanks. That's the leader of Chelmsford City Council, Councillor Stephen Robinson. And if you'd like to provide your feedback into this particular consultation, the website that you would need to uh, complete the survey can be found at chelmsford.gov.uk slash CGR and the deadline for completing of the survey is Thursday the 18th of March. That was Mark talking to Councillor Stephen Robinson and that wraps up today's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to receive notifications of when all of our new episodes drop. Thanks so much for listening and bye for now.